in Isaiah 35, I wish to read, because my words will fail. God's word will never fail. Therefore, no, no service is complete without first the reading of the Scripture. The wilderness and solitary places shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even in the joy. Saying and glorious shall come to lips, shall give unto it the excellency of Carmel and Sham. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hand and confirm the feeble knees. Say unto them that are a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come. With vengeance, even God with recompense, He will come and save you. He will open the ears of the dead, shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. Or in the wilderness shall the waters break out, the streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and a thirsty land springs of water. And the habitation of dragons for each lake shall be dragged and reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there, and a way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over, but it shall be for those the wayfaring man, though fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any previous beast shall go thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk therein. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sign shall flee away. May the Lord add his blessings to the least reading of his word. I want to speak tonight, if God willing, just a few moments to you. I watch my watcher that I don't keep you too long tonight. After through the services of this week trying to show people that there's no need of being scared, the worst thing the devil can put up on you is fear. If you even had a cancer and didn't fear and believe God would heal you, you wouldn't be in too bad a shape. God take care of that. If you were sick, whatever it is, if you didn't fear. So fear is one of the worst things that Satan can place up on the person. Now, this week I have tried to prove by the scripture that the man that's born again of the kingdom of God has nothing to fear. You're absolutely safely secure in Jesus Christ. All the Father has given me, he said, will come to me. No man can come lest the Father calls. The Father's got to lead him up to me, and he that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. And all the, no man can pluck him out of my Father's hand. No man's greater than he is. He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life shall not come into condemnation, but pass from life, from death unto life. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood hath 
not will have, but have present tense, everlasting life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. Wherefore, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed until the day of your redemption. There you are. Sealed away until the day of your redemption. Not just from one revival to another, but till the day of your redemption. My the Holy Ghost come in this morning and bless us on that. Step assured of one thirty this morning from about nine thirty. How he blessed us. Now tonight I want to speak on oh Isaiah said here there shall be a highway and a way of holiness. Now I want to speak on God's way. God's way that's been made for us. Now if I was going to New York City, the best thing for me to do is not try to find geographically how I'm uh, situated and take off north, but the best way to do is get a map and follow the map. Is that right? A highway. But don't I get in trouble? There's no shortcuts in God's kingdom. You know, we try to make a shortcut, we get out here in a pond somewhere and mire down. And that's what we do when we get off the grand old highway of God. God's made a path, a way. When the children of Israel come out of the land of Egypt, they followed God's path. It led up to the Red Sea. It's strange that God would lead His path up that way, but His path went right through the sea. So when it comes time in the showdown, and Israel stood there before the sea, God's path led across the sea, so God looked down through the pillar of fire. The sea got scared and moved back, and Israel went across on dry land. God's path led through it. Then he went right up to the wilderness, into the spring of Myra, bitter water. Isn't it strange that God would lead his children through bitter waters? But them all goes along the road. But when he was there, the remedy for the bitter waters was standing on the bank. Moses cut out a tree and throw it in the water and turned sweet again. Some through the waters, some through the flood, some through deep trials, but all through the blood. That's the way God leads his children. God's path, God's provided way. If the children of Israel would have to try to bypass and go around down this way, they'd have gotten in trouble. They had to follow the cloud of fire, the pillar of fire that led them. They followed that. And if the church tonight will only follow the pillar of fire, the Holy Spirit, you'll make Canaan as sure as anything. God has a way, a provided way. There's two ways a man can go. And that's his way or God's way. And that's the right way or the wrong way. And your way is always the wrong way and God's way is the right way. And you can't be in your own way and in God's way at the same time, so you got to get out of your own way so God can have his way in you. That's right. God makes a provided way. Man has always wanted to make his own way. In the Garden of Eden, God made a man so he didn't have to shift for nothing. God made him perfect. But man wanted his own way. He wanted to hamper. He wanted to find out. And then as soon as he fell, we went through that this week in the studies of the Scripture, he made himself a religion. He didn't wait for God to make him one. He made one himself. But he found out that his religion, his covering, wouldn't work. 
That's always been man. He wants his own way. But God had a way. So man made fig leaves and put them over him, him and his wife. But when he come down to face God, he found out that wouldn't work. And I'll tell you, friends, there's been a many a man in his tonight that's coming down to the end of the road to find out that that little shallow religion that you're holding on to won't work. Nothing short of being born again will work. Jesus said, except a man be born of water and spirit, he will in no wise enter into the kingdom. No wise. No matter if he's Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, whatever he is, he'll not enter in until he's born of water and spirit. Born means he's changed. He has to die before he can be born. So you got to die to yourself, be reborn again in Christ Jesus. That's right. Now, I want you to notice, he found himself trying to make his way. We had this morning how Cain tried to make his way. He brought out some apples and pears and peaches and pumpkins there, what it was, laid it up on the altar and said, Now there, Lord, I built an altar. I built a church. I'm a good church member. See? I go to church every day. I come here and build the altar. I put the sacrifice up on it. Now I'm going to kneel down and pray. And now, Lord, I want you to receive me. But God refused him. And that same old religious spirit lives right down amongst the church today. The very same thing, just as religious as it can be, and knows more about God than a hot and top would know about Egyptian night. You know that's the truth. Religious spirit. Don't think it's stalling is the Antichrist. The Bible says the two spirits of be supposed together to see the very elect if possible. Amen. We find out that Judas is the carrot, come right down and went out and rejoiced and preached the gospel, come back, tolerant and shouting and having a big time with the rest of the disciples. St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. But he followed the disciples right along, yet the incarnated devil. And come right along as Jesus was the incarnated God, the Cain and the Abel from the Garden of Eden. But when it comes time for him to go up to Pentecost and get the blessing, he showed his colors. And when you were talking about being born again, receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, nine times out of every ten, them spirits will show their colors what they are. You say that's a bunch of fanaticism. Leave it away. Brother, God's provided place for man today. Hallelujah. Look. God has always made a provided way. God's under obligation to make a way. God makes a way for nature. Why do we have these big floods to the country? You cut off all the timbers and things like that. But are washed down. You build up a dam down here. build up the riverbed. There she goes. The water can interfere with nature. God had a provided way. That's what causes the flood. Anything that man tampers into that God has made perfect, then you imperfect it. Amen. That's right. Now, this like, for instance, like the the ducks. I actually watch the ducks uh, seasons when I go hunting up in the mountains. I be up there in the fall of the year. Well, there the ducks all come out of Louisiana down there, down the swamps, go up north, and they settle down, make a nest, raise their little ducklings. Then their little fellows raised up. Maybe coming along about September this time of year, or late September. And then the little old duck, little drake, he's never been off that pond. He's just right there in a pond. After a while, the frost flies up there on the mountain. A little snow hits up there, and a cold breeze blows down across that mountain. That little old duck feels that. He's never been no word on that pond. He ain't a year old yet. He sticks his head up there, a little honker. 
run out in the middle of the pond and go, ha ha! Every duck on the pond will come to him. Every duck on the pond knows that he's a born leader. And that little old duck will rise off that pond without a compass or anything else and go just as straight to Louisiana to the rice fields as he can go. Looks like Christians ought to have duck sense anyhow. Shadrach, say, Did he go? Did you pray through? Yeah. All right. 
Are you sure you're in God's way? Yes, sir. God said in His Word for us not to bow to idols, and we won't do it. God is able to deliver some inspired furniture, but if you don't, what of it? We're not going to bow down. We're going to God's provided way. I hear somebody say, Are you sure you got His provided way? Yes! Hallelujah. Some say, Well, don't you think all that people possible could be right instead of you? No, sir. The Bible said so. And we're staying with it. Right up that gangplank to go. I hate it so the intense heat was almost, it didn't kill the man that brought him up. They're just about ready to step in. God hadn't said a word, they're still walking the provided way. Walked right up to the mouth of the furnace, just about time they got ready to step into the fiery furnace. You know, I got an awful bright picture here in front of me just now. Man that tries to live true to God, walking God's provided way, fixing to be burned up. What a picture. Notice, all the time there's something going on down here, there's something going on up there at the same time. Amen. Let's look up there a little bit and see what goes on. I can see him sitting there and his priestly robes around him. Hallelujah. I can see the first thing coming from the right, a great big angel called Michael. They got one up there. Did you know that? I can hear him right up there at the side of him say, Master! I can see take his sword out of his shield like this and say, Have you looked down at Babylon this morning? There's man walking God's provided way. There's man who's willing to seal their testimony this morning. Our brother is just about to be burned. I can hear him say, let me go down there. I'll change the picture. I believe he could have done it. I do. I hear him say, no. Can't let you do it, Gabriel. You've been a, a Michael. You've been a very fine angel. So put your sword back. Stand attention there. Here comes another angel. He's called Wormwood. He makes the waters bitter. Here he comes up. The master looks down there. I've got all the control of the waters. You turn it over to me in the Andalusian destruction, and I've washed the whole world away. All but Noah and his people. Now, he said, let me go down there and I'll wash Babylon off the map. I hear him say, what more you can do it? That's right, but I can't let you go. It's a man-sized job. <laughs> oh, I see him raise up like that. They're just about to make the last step. I can see him reach over there and say, come here. To a big thunderhead hanging back there. <laughs> oh, my. And him. I stand here and say, east wind, north, west, and south. Come here and get under this thunderhead. I'm going to drive you like horses and we're going to set on this thunderhead this morning like a chariot. I'm going to do that myself. Hallelujah. I see him reach up, get a hold of the zigzag like she's cracking across the sky. Like that, this is to make their last step walking in God's provided way. And about the time they hit in there, he passed by the sea of life, picked up a palm, and he was standing down there fanning the breeze off. Hallelujah! He's always there when man will walk God's provided way. Yes, sir. One time there was an old quack preacher, an old holiness preacher, back down a long time ago by the name of Noah. He said, the horse go to rain, go to come a storm. I hear the people go around and say, do you hear that old holy roar up there? He said, it's going to rain. Well, it never rained up on the earth. He's going to rain. How would that water come from? Well, let's go get the science out and find out if there's any water up there. Why? No, there's no water up there. What's the matter? That old preacher's off in his head. But God said so. Amen. God said, prepare an ark, Noah, for the saving of your household, for the saving of the people. And Noah just had sense enough to do it. That's all. He come and prepared the ark. And one day I hear some of them down on the corner talking down the business corner. Some of them say, hey, what about that rain story up there? That old quack preacher talking about it's going to rain up there. Did you ever hear such a thing? 
Walk back down there. One of the hill one day, and God said, now the pool's dried up. I want you to go down there to a widow's house. What a place for a preacher to go. God told him to go. That was provided way. He walked down there, and she wasn't an Israelite either. No, she was. And she walked back down, and he went down the hill, and he's going down the hill. He met an old widow standing in the yard, a break in a stick to her. Go in and give me something to eat and bring me some water. She said, if the Lord lives in your soul every night, I've only got enough meal in the house to make one little cake for my son. I'm taking two sticks that I might bake this cake and he and I eat it and die. They go fetch me a little water first and bake the cake and bring it to me. What's she going to do? There's God's provided way. First, the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. He said, Brother Bill, my mother and I went for home. My husband won't live with me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Hallelujah! All these other things will be added. That's right. I'm going to do it, Brother Bill. Go ahead and do it. Jesus said, Follow me. That's right. Keep your eyes single. All right. The first thing you know, she goes in. She takes these two sticks and breaks them. You know how the old Indian way of breaking the sticks? That was the cross, of course. And then the cross, they burned it right in the middle. That's where the fire was. Burnt that whole cake up. Brought the whole cake out, give it to the preacher. He stood there and he said, Now go back and get one for yourself and your son. For thus tells the Lord. That barrel's not going to run empty or the cruise dry until the day that God's hands rain on the earth. Hallelujah! Because she sought the kingdom of God first, because she walked in God's provided way. God rewarded You believe that? Yes, sir. There was a woman one time who lost her brother. His name was Lazarus. Oh, he was a good boy. She hated to give him up, and he died. She sent for her pastor, or the evangelist, which was Jesus. She'd come out of the church and she'd give up all they had. She sent for Jesus, come pray. He just went on. Then again, he just went on. He said, I'll do nothing until the Father shows me. The Father had already showed him Lazarus go to die. He come after a while, after about three or four days, he said, Lazarus dead, and for your sake, I'm glad it wasn't there. But I'll go with him. So then she heard Jesus was coming, so she went out to meet him. That was God's provided way. Go meet Jesus. That's right, always. When you got a star in your home, go meet Jesus. Got sickness in your home, go meet Jesus. Got heartaches in your home, go meet Jesus. Hallelujah! You got a need for anything, go meet Jesus. Go meet him. He's got all the remedies. Everything there. He ain't got the remedies, he's got the cure. Amen. Then she went to meet him. And she fell down at his feet. And she read a story one time. Well, there was a woman. Way back in the Bible, at a Shunammite. She was very mindful of a preacher by the name of Elisha. So she made a little chamber on the side of her house there, put a bed and a candle and a stool and so forth. And Elisha come by and seen all this goodness she'd done to the preacher, paid her tithes and everything, you know. So he said, go ask me what we can do. If I should speak to the king or to the chief captain, she said, I buy with my people and everything's all right. I said, all right, go ask her what can I do. And Gehazi said, and she has no children. Say, go tell her, the say the Lord, about this time of the year, according to life, that she'll receive a son. And she did. The kid got to be about 11 or 12 years old. 
One day about noon time, he's out to be with his daddy. He got a sunstroke. He began to harm my head, my head. He sent one of the servants in with the baby. The little boy sent him on his mother's lap. At noon, he died. What an appropriate place. She took him up and laid him on the preacher's bed where the prophet had laid him. Good place to go. Laid right on the preacher's bed. She said, saddle me a mule now and go forward and don't stop your riding until I bid you. I like that. Go forward and don't stop. Just keep going. That's right. The trouble is we stop to talk to too many people. We stop for too many social parties. We have so many so-and-so organized uh, stitching parties, you know, so talk about Miss So and So, you know how it is. All these different things come into the church when you are to throw all that gully wash out and have an old fashioned drop sent revival. Gratitude of your back heavens down and the Holy Ghost comes like a rushing mighty wind and fills the place of the people. Amen. What we need. She said, Don't you stop. Her husband said, The man's not a caramel, said this is neither new moon or savage. She said, Oh, well. She wanted to get to the prophet. So she went straight on. Elisha looked at her and said, Here comes that shoot of mine. Something's wrong with her. I don't know what it is. She ran up and he said, Is all well with thee and thy husband, thy child? She said, All is well. I like that. She's taking God's provided way. Said, Everything's all right now. And then she began to reveal it. He told Elisha, said, Go take my staff and lay it. Or told Gehazi, Go take my staff and lay it on the child. But she said, I'm not going to leave you. So the prophet came back over, prayed, walked up and down the room, laid his body upon the dead child, and he comes alive. The woman, Martha, knew that the Shunammite realized that God was in his prophet. And if God was in his prophet, surely God was in his son. So if she could get to Jesus, she'd have the remedy. So she runs and falls down before him. She said, Lord, if that's what he was, Lord. If thou would have been here, my brother would not die. But even now, whatever you ask God, God will do it. Oh, I like that. Even now, whatever you ask God, God will do it. That's good tonight. You say, I'm a sinner, Brother Bram. Even now, whatever you ask God, God will do it. Have mercy on me, a sinner, he'll do it. If you're sick, have mercy on me, Lord, he'll do it. Even now. You say, the doctor, give me up. But even now, Lord. I haven't walked in five years, but even now, Lord. I haven't heard nothing for I don't know when. Even now, Lord. I haven't spoken a word, I can't tell you when, but even now, Lord. Whatever you ask God to be sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions upon your profession. Hallelujah! Say, even now, whatever you ask God, God will do it. Jesus. Strict his little step up to thy brother shall rise again. Said, oh, yes, Lord, in the general resurrection of the last day, he'll rise again. He said, I am the resurrection. All right. The Bible said there's no beauty to look at him, little pretty looking fellow. But he said, when he straightened himself up, there was God. He said, now your brother rise again. He said, I am the resurrection life. Says God. He that leaveth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever liveth and leaveth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? He said, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Son of God which is come into the world. So were you lady? Here he starts to the grave. Jesus wept. A woman told me not long ago, a very good woman, a Christian scientist, who didn't believe that Jesus was, uh, had deity. She 
believed he was a prophet. She believed he was a good man. But he was a, not, he wasn't a virgin born. They denied the virgin birth. Not only that, but a survey showed that 85% of the Protestant preachers of the United States claimed that the virgin birth was a fake. Amen. Right. I can easily do that. I can easily think that from the way you live it. That's exactly the truth. Believe it was a fake. There's a greater percent that didn't believe that Jesus would visibly return again. No wonder we need a revival. Brother, listen here. You hear so much about revival today. We've never had a revival. Amen. Amen. I followed up another man here not long ago where he talked about a lot of this. Said he went to one city and he had 5,000 conversions. We followed right behind it, not me, a group of ministers that took the cars and followed them back again. And in 30 days' time, they couldn't find 30 that came to be saved. You know what I think? I think it's conviction instead of conversion. When I started to get to the street of God, what we need today is not a protracted meeting, but an old fashioned structure, holy ghost and Bible. An old time sky blue sin killing blood wash religion. Makes you take them tar tools back and do repentance. Amen. That's right. She said, and she said, well, look here, Brother Ram, I can prove to you that he wasn't nothing but a man. I said, do it. If you can prove to me that he wasn't God, then I'll accept it. She said, no, he wasn't divine. He was just a man. And I can prove it by the Bible that he was just a man. I said, if you can prove it by the Bible, then I'll accept it. She said, are you ready? I said, I am. She said, when he went down in St. John 11, when he went to the grave of Lazarus, he wept. I said, well, that's got to do with it. He said, well, it proved he was nothing but a man. He was crying. I said, look at your lady. He was a man, truly. But he was more than a man. He was a God-man. God was in Christ reconciled the world to himself. Yes, sir, he came to do the will of the Father. He walked God's provided way. He never looked to the right or to the left. He done what God said to He walked God's provided way. And on the road to Lazarus, he wept. He was a man when he was weeping. But when he stood there to the side of a grave where a man had been dead four days ago, gross skin worms running in all of his body and a stake around, when he said, Come forth! A man had been dead four days. Could all his feet live again? That was the Hallelujah! Yes, sir. He was a man crying, but he was God in the resurrection. He was a man when he came down off the mount that night, hungry, looking all around on the trees for something to eat. He was a man when he was hungry, but when he touched five biscuits and two little pieces of fish and fed five thousand people, that was more than a man. And it was God in flesh. Hallelujah! He was a man when he laid on the book that night, where virtue went out of his garments. Till he was so weak, till even a mighty sea roaring, ten thousand devils of the sea swore they had drowned him that night. When that little old boat tossed about out like a bottle stopper on a mighty sea. Oh, he was a man when he was laying there asleep. But when they said, Cares thou not that we perished, he stuck his foot up on the frail of boat, said, Peace be still. And there was a cause that was more than a man. That's my God! Right he was. Just as he did. He was a man when he was hanging on Calvary. When they give him the forgiveness to 
a provided place. Brother and sister, don't try to go your own way. Don't go through big leaves. Don't go folks on a log like they try to do in the Andalusian destruction. Don't put big leaves over like Adam did. Don't try to go King Nebuchadnezzar's that is the way to persecute the church of God. Don't go all these other different ways, these farms and ways that we can man mention many. Don't go like the Pharisees did if they were religious persons. And now look here, we're in a high place and if there be anything going on, we'll know all about it. And God sits out there and born the child in a Bethlehem manger. Tucking down the oil and out the way of capital punishment, they didn't know nothing about it. Amen. God's provided way. Oh, one time there was a woman. She spent all the money she had. <laughs> Hallelujah. Doctors could do her no good. And one day she's just about to faint. She'd had an issue of blood for many, many years. And one day she heard some roaring in a boat. She looked out, and there come God's provided way. <laughs> oh, my. I can see her come down to the high classical Baptist. The days of miracles of passion just crawl right between the legs. <laughs> I see her come out of Brigham Young and all these wives. She just passed right on through. What did she say? I didn't say, Arthur, where are you going if the physician came to you and know, you? What are you going? I see you down here with that issue. She said, I'm going God's provided way. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Walk out on with it. All the 
dry said, now wait a minute, the daughter got real sick. The only hope there was to ever get her was to go to Jesus. She took off for Jesus. While he was on the road, I see him coming up there, and the woman just got to heal with the blood issue. Here he goes along, he said, my daughter's laying now. I don't care what the priest says, what anybody says. Will you come lay your hands on her? I believe your God's provided way for her healing. Will you come lay your hands on her? She get well. I'll go. Here he starts going on. The first thing you know, here run a man from the house and drive us. Don't weary the master because she's already dead. Uh, oh, uh, I see his little heart jumping in my chest. I see those lovely tender eyes of Jesus roll to him and say, I say, fear not, now shall see the glory of God. He's God's provided way. There was an old man by the name of Brian Bardemus set at the gates one day, begging for arms. It was getting cold weather about October. He heard an always coming down the street. What is that? Why, he said, that's uh, Jesus of Nazareth. He never watched, he pulled off his robe, he never laid it down, folded up so you know he could blindly find his way back to it. He threw his robe aside. God had provided a way and he was after it. He'd run down here sometimes and say, sit down, sit down. He ain't got no time to fool you. He screamed so much louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. He's pressing through, have mercy on me. I know your God's provided way for my eyes. Come on, have mercy on me. Kept crying. I read the history of buying Bartimus one day. A little story. They said that he had been blind for years. He had a little daughter he had never seen. One night, and he used to go up there and set the street, he had a little lamb. The lambs used to lead the blind people like the dogs does today. The dogs lead the blind man. They had a lamb train to lead the blind. And then one said one day that he had two little turtle doves, and they would do little tumbles like that to attract the tourists attention going into Jerusalem or into uh, the city and they would drop coins in his cup. He was blind. So one night his wife got real sick. So he went to the Lord and said, Lord, I haven't got nothing. I'm a poor man. I'm a blind man. I haven't got nothing to give you. But I believe you, Lord. And if you'll just have mercy and let my poor wife live tomorrow, I'll give you my turtle for sacrifice. The Lord healed his wife that night. The next day he went back to the priest, offered up the two turtle doves for sacrifice. Then he had nothing but the lamb. Not long after that, his little girl got sick. The doctors could do nothing for her. He said, Lord, I only got one thing left. And said, that's the lamb. But if you'll let my little girl, who I've never seen, if you'll only let her get well, then I'll give you my lamb for sacrifice. Said the Lord healed his little girl. A few days after that, he started up the street. That's where I'm leading. And told us the high priest car. Said, Blind Bartimus, what a call sound. He said, I go, high priest, to the temple. The lamb is leading me to the temple to offer the lamb for a sacrifice. Oh, he said, You can't do that. Said, Yes, Bartimus. Said, Here, I'll give you the price of the lamb. You go buy one. He said, I never promised God a lamb. I promised him this lamb. Amen. This lamb. Amen. Said, Brian Bartimus, thou cannot take that lamb. That lamb is your eye. You can't see without that lamb. That lamb leads you. That's your eyes, Brian Bartimus. You can't offer that lamb. So the old man trembled a little bit. and said, Oh, high priest, 
God will provide a lamb for blind dogs even to die. God bless his heart. When he heard that coming back, God had provided a lamb. There he is. He's God's provided lamb tonight. He's the lamb provided to your your spiritual eyes. He's the lamb provided for your soul. He's the lamb provided for your escape of hell. He's the lamb provided for your glory in heaven. Won't you receive him while we pray, while we bow our heads, O Lord God, creator of heavens and earth, our most everlasting life, give him every good gift, send our blessings upon this people. These portal of unprepared remarks, Lord, but I know that you have a provided way. You said as it was in the days of Lord, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man, a preparation time, a time when a place to be prepared for those who want to escape the wrath. I praise God that right now, that that Lamb of God that is provided for the blind man's eyes, or the woman with the blood issue to stop the blood issue, the Lamb that was provided for the dead Lazarus. God have mercy. When I think about it, that's the same lamb was provided for my blind eyes one day. When Mary Evans told me three years ago I didn't have a hope of ever being well again, God provided the lamb. When you sent your angel down the other Greensmill and said, Go do this, how could I do it before a great world of atheists and unbelievers? But God provided the lamb. God, my poor little church here, Lord, as I look at it, and I think of many thousands of miles across the seas and coals and plains and icebergs. God sat there many times in the lonely room praying. Think about the times that for me to come by here and shake my hand. The old sawdust is lay on the floor. The wind is shaking when the wind blows. I think of bringing my arm, God, and wife, and laying her down here at the foot of the cross, preaching her funeral. Remember seeing my little baby, Lord, lay on her arms. I remember poor little Billy Paul that you feel with the Holy Ghost a few hours ago, coming down to the grave there that morning. To put an Easter fire on it, he started crying. I put my arm around the little fellow and said, God has provided a lamb, a sin offering. Someday this little grave will open, mommy will come out and show her little sister. God has a provided lamb. Some of these days, God put my life sermons preached. I lay down in the room and I feel the pulse coming up my sleeve. The cold, dead tides floating into my room as the wind is open, the curtains blowing. Shut off the lights, little memory. I'll the lights and I'll stick the sheep, put the sword down and the sheep will be trying to be. I'll walk down to the valley of shadows there. Lord, push the lifeboat out here. 